Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. He gets so crazy at times. It sounds like... You yell back at your radio. What are you talking about? What the hell? He gets so angry. You tweet to try and calm him down. Now, he gets an hour all to himself. It's Sparky's Midday Madness on the fan with Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. Welcome in Sparky's Midday Madness here on 1250 AM. The fan, Steve Sparky Pfeiffer with you. And it's going to be a fun show today. I'm looking forward to today's show uh, for a couple of different reasons. Number one, uh, we got uh, a guy that I, I follow on Twitter uh, and you follow him at the Todd V on Twitter. And he's part of Game On Wisconsin podcasts uh, that they do. And they do a great job with the podcast that they do over there at Game On Wisconsin. Uh, and he was at... Uh, the Field of Dream game, a uh, Field of Dreams game last night in Iowa. He was there, so I wanted to get him on uh, to talk about that whole experience. Talk about you know how long was the walk from the parking lot because they made reference on TV uh, that the the walk was quite long from where you had to park to actually get into the Field of Dreams stadium. I want to know how much choreographing was going on between you know the Fox Fox people that were there. When they were doing the Costner shot and the players walking out and all of that, how much of that direction was there? Were there several takes? How did the whole thing work? I've got questions about that. Uh, I've got questions about how everything else was run in Field of Dreams. I've got lots of questions, pretty much. So uh, if you're interested, great. If you're not, that's fine, because I I am. So that's why we're having them on. Uh, Also, uh, this is going to be more about me than it is to you today. Is that that okay, Plucker, that this show is just completely about my interest today, not maybe about everybody else's? So it may, nobody may, may listen until by 3 o'clock. But Rami will take you at 3, and then it'll be more about you again. Uh, after he's done, Todd is done, at 2.30, uh, we are going to have Asher Lowe on. And Asher Lowe does the Lockdown Badgers podcast and so forth. So you're thinking, wow, he's going to have him on to talk about the Badgers. No, no, I'm not, no. Uh, he has been at the NBA Summer League uh, for pretty much the whole week, um, watching all the games and so forth, big basketball dude. Uh, so we're going to have Asher Lowe on to talk about the NBA Summer League uh, in Vegas uh, coming up at 2.30. So those are the two guests on the show. Looking forward to talking with both of them. And then Rami will be here in the last segment to tell us about what's coming up on his show, including Mirren Fader, the author of Giannis's Improbable Rise of an NBA MVP. She is on at 5.30. Uh, so you're not definitely not going to want to miss that one with uh, Rami coming up on his show today. As I said before, this this show really is just about stuff that I, I kind of want to do. Normally, I, I kind of put my interests aside and, and do what I think you all would want, to, want to, would want to talk about or whatever. But today, it's not the case. So this video that I'm about to play for you, I've um, watched multiple times. I've played it for members of my family, uh, and I've retweeted it and whatever. And I think it's very good, and I think it's uh, powerful uh, as well. 
most times when you see stuff on social media, or at least from my perspective, it's just a retweet, right? Maybe a comment and that's it. And I never normally ever played on, on the radio unless it's, you know, some stupid opinion, uh, from, you know, ESPN or Fox sports, uh, one of their talking head shows in the morning, you know, then fine. We make it into a segment, whole thing. This isn't about it being a segment. This isn't about taking necessarily calls on it or uh, making a topic out of it. It's none of that. I just think it's a great video that um, has a real inspiring uh, feel to it. And I think it's something worth playing for everybody because I don't think anybody can, you know, be hurt by it or have any negative vibe to it. I think it's all positive and uh, good stuff. So Ernie Johnson of TNT, who we know has the Wisconsin connection, uh, and does NBA on TV, uh, NBA on TNT on TV. And it's uh, Ernie Johnson, Charles Barkley, Kenny Smith, Shaquille O'Neal, and one of the highest rated shows. It's like the best NBA show, I think, if you talk to most fans, and what that's all about. So he was invited to talk to the Alabama football team uh, this I think this was from this week uh, to the Alabama football team, and uh, he got to go in into their big auditorium or whatever it was. All the Alabama players were sitting there and uh, waiting to hear Ernie Johnson talk. I, I'm, I can pretty much guarantee you that nobody in that room thought what Ernie Johnson was going to say. What's going to be what it was? I, I'm guessing most people thought you know he'd come in and take questions about Charles Shaq, blah 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 blah. But instead, he gave a five-minute monologue speech upon walking into the room that not only blew everybody's mind that was in the room, but is blowing people's minds all over social media just by how truly touching uh, and good it is. So without that, without further ado, uh, here is the Ernie Johnson uh, speech, whatever you want to call it, uh, to the Alabama football team. Uh, turn up your radio, listen carefully, listen closely. I think it's really, really good. Here's Ernie Johnson talking. Uh, to the Alabama football team. If I can get the audio to work, which apparently I may have problems with here. See, this is why I don't like playing stuff off of the computer because then I can't get audio to work off of my computer and then it's not going to work. So this is going to be a big fail, it appears, because I can't get the audio to work. That's a problem. I know the audio on my computer works because I played stuff off the computer earlier. And, uh, yeah, I still don't hear anything. So there you go. So that was a complete fail. Good stuff. All right. Well, that takes care of that segment. Uh, so it would have been good. See, now this is why, to lead you behind the, the scenes, this is why I like putting stuff into things. I like. I have a, like a hot key pad, button bar. You just fire things with your finger, right? And then it plays off of there. I don't have to worry about messing with an internet computer or uh, playing stuff off, off of, a, of a computer program. It's all right there. Boom, I hit it. It fires. You, when you risk playing stuff off the computer, which a lot of our guys do, uh, then it could, because of the computer, the internet, it could click real hard uh, together and, and have all kinds of issues, and it sounds horrible on the radio, and it drives me nuts. So in this situation, I was like, oh, I'll just play it off the computer. It'll be good. And it's not good, and it didn't work. So maybe if we can get this figured out before 2.45, I'll play it for you and Rami before uh, Rami comes up at 2.45 and you can hear it. If not... Just go search it on social media. Go search it on Twitter. Um, I'm sure it's probably on Facebook uh, as well. Uh, Ernie Johnson, it's on the front page of ESPN.com. That's where I was going to play it from. Ernie Johnson shares inspiring story with Alabama football team. It's five minutes long. It's actually amazing uh, to listen to if uh, you get that opportunity to do so. And uh, yeah, like I said, check it out. All right, coming up next, uh, Todd from Game On Wisconsin podcast. Uh, is going to be joining us, and we're, we're going to hear how Field of Dreams went last night for him. Uh, he was in attendance. Uh, we're going to hear all the the behind-the-scenes stuff that actually was going on at that game last night up until the first pitch and the parking situation, the food, and all that stuff. I was there three years ago, so I have lots of questions. We'll do that next, coming up here on Sparky's Midday Madness. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. 
Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back. It is Sparky's Midday Madness on 1250 AM. The Fan, as we broadcast live from the Lakeland University Studios, the leader in online education for more than 25 years, Lakeland.edu. Steve Sparky, Fiverr Dan Plugger, executive producer. I finally got that. Ernie Johnson audio to work that I was trying to get to work on the air. So hopefully it still works. The next time I go back to play it, uh, about a half hour, I'll play it for uh, Remy Makhlouf and yourself as well. So about 2.45, uh, we'll play that. Uh, and uh, Again, as I've stated before, th- th- this show here is kind of about me. Now, normally it's about you. It really is. And you book the show and you're like, okay, what, what, what does everybody want to hear? Who do they want to hear from? Uh, who has the most interest and so forth. And to be honest with you, I, I was so blown away and taken aback um, by the Field of Dreams game yesterday, as was Gary. That, that's pretty much all we wanted to talk about today was was that uh, that game, that event or whatever. And I found a guy online that I follow uh, that was there last night. So I'm tweeting from there and I was like, oh, perfect. Uh, and he is Todd from Game On Wisconsin and the Walking Off podcast uh, and you can follow him on Twitter at the Todd V at the Todd V, uh, part of uh, Lombardi's Bar podcast as well. He joins us now. Todd, thanks for coming on, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for uh, having me on, Sparky. All right, so f- fill me in here because anytime you know guys do podcasts or girls do podcasts does not mean you have to be uh, all in the same city or whatever else because of the creation of Zoom and all this other stuff. So, do you live in Iowa? No, I'm actually uh, in southwest Wisconsin. Oh, so you're not that far then. So where in, where in Wisconsin are you? A little town called Muskday, about an hour west of Madison. Oh, so you drove then. You drove. How long did you drive? An hour and a half, two hours? About an hour and a half there and back last night, yeah. Okay, hour and a half, two hours. All right, so how much do those tickets cost you? Uh, I lucked out. Um, one of my co-hosts for uh, On Brand and Off Topic her sister lives in Iowa and won the resident lottery ah. to be able to buy tickets and couldn't go. So she still bought them and sold them to me at face value. So, Oh, nice. Uh, yeah, it was roughly 400 bucks for the tickets. Yeah, that's okay. So you weren't paying three grand then for these tickets like some people are paying. Uh, no, oh, no. Oh, okay, so that's good then. All right, so explain how this whole thing goes. Like how early did you figure you had to be there and how did, how did the whole night play out? Uh, so my, my friend and I that, that went with, um, we decided that we wanted to be there early. We were in the parking lot a little bit after 2 o'clock. Um, I know you were curious about the parking. Yep. It wasn't that bad for us because we got there early enough that we were fairly close. We were still across the road from the farm, um, but the walk-in wasn't too bad. Not any worse than walking from, like, the back lot at Miller Park. Okay. Um, or Ampham Field, sorry. Um, and then uh, – once we got in there, it was pretty easy. Stood in line. They opened the gates at 3 o'clock. Uh, right when you walked in, they had the uh, hot dog or the apple pie hot dog sure. ready for you. That looked, dis- that looked disgusting, by the way. How did it taste? It was phenomenal. Really? Uh, yeah. So it, it had like a bacon jam in it with the apple pie filling and then the mustard. It had like bacon crumbles and, and the, it was like 50% mustard and uh, applesauce or, or apple pie filling. It was incredible. It still doesn't sound any good to me after you described it. But okay, it, it was, was good. That's yeah, no, all right. It was good. It was good. That's good. All right. So you, you got one of those. So you experienced that, that part of it. Now, I was there like three years ago for a youth baseball tournament, Field of Dreams tournament. So we got to have the, the team, the Oak Creek Junior Knights, got to have their their skills competition or whatever on the field or and the whole deal. So the home run derby and all of that on the movie set field. Uh, in front of the house. And back then, they literally had a trailer for refreshments. They had a trailer for uh, movie souvenirs or whatever for Field of Dreams. They had one set of uh, bathrooms. That was it. Uh, So most of the guys ended up going into the cornfields because nobody wanted to wait in line. 
but now, as I see it on TV, it looks much better. They have a gigantic, it looks like, almost like a mini barn that says Field of Dreams on it that people could walk in. So what was inside of that building? So that building is actually um, a baseballism store. I don't know if you're Yep, baseballism. Yeah, absolutely. I didn't know that was it. Because I didn't see baseballism on the front of the store, so I thought it might have been a souvenir shop. Yeah, no, they, they do have some Field of Dreams souvenirs in there, um, but they're, it's the, the baseballism store that's there. So I got to work with them uh, in Scottsdale when I was living out there at that store. So phenomenal company. If you like baseball stuff, uh, definitely check that out. Uh, yeah, I any, bought stuff any, from them online before, and I saw we went to their store in Chicago as well that they have one down there. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, I think they've got like eight, eight to ten of them now. Okay, so that's the baseballism store, so that explains that. Then, as you're looking at that, to the right, there appear to be two other trailers or something. Were those concessions on both of those? So there was three trailers to the right of that building. Okay. The, the furthest one back uh, was a Budweiser truck. All right. And, and then there was uh, two official MLB Mercs trailers next to that. Uh. Because those are never normally there either. That's why I was questioning what those were. Okay, so those are going to be gone then too. So all three of those will not be there if you go decide to go tour that then. So the actual souvenirs then, is it still in that same goofy trailer? You have to stand in line and you can't see anything until you get close? Uh, no, that that trailer is gone. Okay. Yep. So um, there, were, there was like that little building that used to be in the middle of the driveway. Correct. They, they took that down when they built that the big baseballism barn. So now where do you get the souvenirs? Is it only the baseballism store that has the souvenirs? Yes. Yep. Wow. All right. Well, that takes care yeah, of that, that then. That's, that's the new gift shop. And then what about the concessions? How many options do you have there? Um, right at the movie set, there really wasn't much there. Um, they had a couple like water and peanut refreshment kind of things set up. Um, but once you got over to the field, they had pretty much you name it, it was to the there. stadium the stadium itself had yep. concession stands right okay fine yeah yep. all right so now the stadium itself so now you you get into the stadium you get to your seats or whatever the case may be now once you're there i would have to imagine that your mouth dropped open when you saw that outfield the fence and the whole deal yeah and actually it was before that sparky um we were trying to figure out how you got to the stadium we were looking around and there wasn't a, a path or anything and you actually had to walk through like 20 feet of corn to get to a path that took you. So you went to the outfield of to center field of the movie set field and walked into the corn. Yep. They had a took you. they had an overview of that, and there were people I think with their phones with lights on them on like either side, or they put lights in. I'm not quite sure which it was, but I didn't realize up, yeah. I didn't realize that was the only way to get to the field. I thought that was just a pathway for whatever, but I didn't know that was the only way. Yeah, that was the only way. It was really cool to walk through there. Uh, they had the uh, corn maze along that, that path in. Yep. And then once you got in, I mean, the the site was just breathtaking, especially I was on the the bleachers in left field. And so you had the, the farm in the background and the movie set field. Uh, and then you could just an, an excellent view of the game itself. That's awesome. Talking with uh, Todd from Game On Wisconsin and the Walking Off podcast as he was at uh, the game last night, the Field of Dreams game that we were all watching, or most of us were watching, uh, on Fox last night. So I guess my next question is, how did the whole opening work? Like, were there movie directors, not movie directors, but TV directors kind of instructing you all how this whole thing was going to work? Like, all right, y'all got to shut up now as Kevin Costner is going to walk through this. Were there multiple takes, or how did that all work? No, that was, uh, I, I got home last night and rewatched the intro and it was exactly how we saw it. They started with the field of dreams thing up on the, the big board and we're playing that with Costner kind of walking around the movie set. And then all of a sudden it showed him walking through the corn and he popped out of right field. Uh, they had a section of the fence that they, they pulled out just prior to that. He walked out and did his dramatic walk around the outfield and then every you know, the rest of the players appeared as they did. Uh, that was that was crazy. If you didn't get goosebumps watching that, there's something wrong with you. Gary Ellerson, my co-host, said he cried last night when he saw it, and he cried this morning when he watched it again. Um, so I guess I'm stunned by that. I, I would have thought there would have been some direction 
as far as like how this whole thing works. Like I've been to uh, uh, PBA events, World Series of Bowling events in Vegas uh, for the Pro Bowlers Association, and there is that. There is okay, we're coming live here, so everybody start cheering, and then you know they they move you down, they bring you back up, and they kind of direct the whole thing. From that perspective, I just figured that they had to pretty much get everybody quiet so they understood what was about to happen with Kevin Costner walking out. Um, and I figured maybe there was multiple takes as well, but you're saying it was just all kind of almost a spontaneous thing that they never even gave you guys a heads up. No. Uh, I Most people knew that, that Kevin Costner was there um, and, and assumed he would have some sort of a role in the day. Um, but I, I didn't see that that intro coming um it, it was absolutely incredible yeah that's good stuff the, go ahead everything around the day itself um just being there the game was honestly secondary and it was an excellent game yeah it was um, walk off home run by tim anderson everything yeah and i was I, the yankees are my second team i was rocking yankees gear i was still jumping and celebrating when he hit that i mean it was just such a cool such a cool ninth inning um, and, and to walk it off. And a guy like Tim Anderson, if if people get the chance to watch him, definitely do it. He's a ton of fun to watch. What was the reaction like? Were there people from all over the country kind of around you? Was it mostly people from Wisconsin and Iowa? Were there a ton of fans in from like uh, New York for the Yankees? Or what was the crowd like? Yeah, it was a pretty good mix. Um, we were actually keeping track of different team apparel that we saw throughout the day. The only two major league teams we didn't see represented uh, on a fan were the Rays and the Blue Jays. Uh, but we did see Montreal's Expo, and we saw Milwaukee Braves gear, so we did see 30 MLB teams represented. That's amazing. That is truly, yeah. truly amazing. And we were talking about it earlier. Like, this is a once-in-a-lifetime thing. It really is. Yeah. And now there's talk that they're going to go back and do it again next year. I, I said earlier, if it's me, I, I do it every year. And I do it on the Thursday after the All-Star game. That first game back, that will be the only game that night. The rest of Major League Baseball continues on that Friday, let's say. Uh, and you open up that Thursday with Field of Dreams. It gives you all week to promote it. You get to promote it through all the All-Star festivities. Uh, and then if you're going to rotate teams or whatever else, that's fine. Dan Plucker, my producer, said maybe it's a World Series rematch from the year previous. I brought up maybe it's rivalries that you that you put there. Uh, going forward, but I, I think it's something that there will be continue to be interest for people wanting to buy tickets to be a part of that from other fan bases from around the country for years to come. Yeah, they've got, uh, I believe the Cardinals and Cubs are scheduled there for next year, uh, obviously with the Cubs having a uh, AAA affiliate there in Iowa. They've got a, a good fan base. Sure. So that'll be there next year. I would assume the year after that you'd be looking at probably a Royals-Twins matchup. Um, and then I would think the Brewers are probably going to jump in there after that. So try, try and knock out those Midwest teams that are you know kind of in the area. No doubt. Uh, there he is. Check him out. Uh, Todd, uh, he's with Game On Wisconsin. A bunch of great podcasts there, including the Walking Off podcast that he's a part of uh, on brand and off topic as well. Thanks so much for coming on, man. appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you. You bet you take care. There he is. Todd from Game On Wisconsin on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. If applying for a home renovation loan as you're feeling anxious, breathe. I'm like Great Midwest Bank help you experience a state of tranquility. Get started at greatmidwestbank.com. I am truly, truly impressed that they pulled that whole thing off without telling a soul in the stands of what they were doing or what they were trying to get done. The, the fact that that was not choreographed to me is mind-blowing that they were able to do that. Because first of all, to be able to have the crowd kind of paying attention a little bit to know what's going on, um, and then to have them all kind of like, oh, look, there's Kevin Costner coming out of the corn. Uh, and then to all kind of watch Costner uh, at the same time, kind of just walking around the field or whatever else, and to have no idiots screaming and yelling and ruining the moment or anything. I, again, I, I just think that... that that makes it even more remarkable to me that they were able to pull that whole thing off. It really does. It really, really does. Truly uh, a pretty cool deal there uh, by Major League Baseball, by the uh, not the Cubs, the White Sox, uh, and the Yankees. Is it anywhere, Plucker, that that game next year is Cubs-Cardinals, or did Todd just break news? Because I hadn't seen anything that it was Cubs-Cardinals next year. Yeah, I haven't seen anything either. I could be wrong, but I haven't seen anything. Well, I'm guessing there was probably word going around 
uh, there about who it was going to be next year because I'm sure there were people talking about it. So Cubs-Cardinals, that would be a big one. It would. I highly encourage them, however, to do this right after the All-Star break. Let you be the only one uh, on TV that night type deal. Kind of like the ESPYs own a night. They should own their own night as well. And then let the rest of Major League Baseball get back to playing uh, on that Friday after and then let those two teams take off on Friday, just like they are today. Get back to whatever team gave up the home game uh, and play the rest of the series there on that uh, Saturday and Sunday. That would be my suggestion, but we'll see how it all plays out. Uh, coming up next, uh, another uh, friend of the show does the Locked on Bucks podcast, uh, Asher Lowe. And no, he's not coming on to talk about the Badgers. Instead, he's coming on to talk about the NBA Summer League. He was at the NBA Summer League uh, uh, earlier this week for several days out in Las Vegas. We'll talk to him straight ahead here on Sparky's Midday Madness. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. All right, welcome in. It is Sparky's Midday Madness on 1250 AM. The Fan, live from the Lakeland University Studios, the leader in online education for more than 25 years, lakeland.edu. That is the best way to go. You can be anywhere, anywhere at all, and still get educated. It's a beautiful thing. All right, joining us now on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline, Asher Lowe. He's been on before on the Wendy's Big Show uh, and, of course, uh, covers uh, Wisconsin for USA Today Sports. Also hosts the Locked on Badgers podcast, too, which you can check out on Odyssey or Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y, A-U-D-A-C-Y. Uh, he is Asher Lowe. Asher, thanks so much for coming on, man. appreciate it. Of course, got to be back. I, uh, I I was teasing earlier that uh, today's about really about me. It's not really about anybody listening, and I apologize. I found a Friday I bore you, or you don't get what you want. But uh, earlier, before you came on, I had on Todd from a Game on Wisconsin uh, podcast because he was at the Field of Dreams game last night. Uh, so I wanted all the details and insight about how that whole thing played out last night. Um, then I told everybody that uh, in this segment, well, I was going to talk to you, host of the Lockdown Badgers podcast, but I really don't care about the Badgers at this point. I want to talk about NBA Summer League because you were there and I wasn't. Um, so I, let's get into this. You were out there. I've been to the NBA Summer League many a times uh, over the course of time. I'm, I'm curious to see how this has kind of uh, changed maybe over the course of time since I've been out there because it's been several years since I've been out there. So when I used to go out to the NBA Summer League, uh, you know, you had the Thomas Mack and the other arena separated by concession stands, a small bar area. You could go back and forth uh, to watch games, coaches, players not playing, GMs, front office guys, scouts, all sat in the stands right along there with uh, everybody that was watching the summer league games. Does it still all exist that way or have there been changes made? It basically still all exists exactly that way. You have the two arenas. You walk around, and all of a sudden, you look to your left, and you see the head coach of uh, a big-time college basketball team. For example, Will Wade was sitting behind me all day yesterday, nice. head coach of LSU. Yep. And, you, and you look to your right, and you know, there's the GM of the Wizards. And then you look uh, over here, and there's, uh, I don't know, like John Morant sitting front row. And the cool thing about NBA Summer League is that, yes, it's an AAU vibe. It's professional AAU vibes where you can go back and forth to the arenas, there's games, multiple games going on at the same time. And like you said, there's no actual other entrance you have to go to to get in from arena to arena. You can just walk in the same console. WSSP Milwaukee. Hold on, sorry. Another. I accidentally fired something. Go ahead. Uh, so yeah, so to get from one to another, you literally just walk in the concourse. You don't have to go outside, none of that. I think the coolest part about it all is being in Cox Pavilion, which is the other arena. The smaller one. Mac, the tiny one, exactly. And essentially, imagine this, being in a high school arena – or gym, really, it's not an arena, being in a high school gym uh, behind an NBA bench, listening to NBA coaches in huddles, listening to the way players talk to each other, listening to defensive coverages, listening to a coach call out exactly what another team is about to do on offense, the opposite coach call that out, and then watch it all take place. It is a basketball nerd's dream. Yes, that's exactly how I've been saying it all week. That's exactly what I said. If you are a basketball junkie, this is a bucket list thing. Like, you just have to figure out a way. And the nice thing is, even when the NBA Summer League is there, 
the the rates are still relatively uh, not as as expensive, especially when it's in July because it's so blasted hot. So rates are normally cheaper in July. Now you get the football season. Now rates go through the roof, and you're paying a ton of money to get these hotel rooms. But during the summer league, I always found good rates. Always stayed at the MGM or wherever. Uh, for a decent amount of money. So from that aspect, like you said, I think it's a it's a nerd's dream because as I've said on the air, you could have, you know, GMs talking trade behind you. You could have scouts talking about players on your favorite team and they don't they don't know who you are. They don't care who you are. And they're just having conversations and you could hear how people view your guys. I it is awesome. And I thought for sure you were gonna tell me, oh no, that's changed. They have their own section now and the fans sit in their own section, but they still leave it that wide open. I literally yeah, Will Wade was behind me. Sham Sharania, who breaks a bunch yep. of NBA news, is like two rows up. Uh, I mean, it was it was wild. Uh, the whole front row right in front of me was, you know, LaMelo Ball yesterday, John Morant, Paige Beckers, Chet Holmgren. It's a who's who of the NBA. And, and walking around, not only at the games, by the way, you walk around like the Aria Hotel, and you go to the craps table, and you see NBA players. You know, you go right. to uh, dinner, and you see NBA coaches, players, scouts. It, it is a wild experience. Yeah, it's awesome. They're totally cool and uh, highly suggest everybody go. All right, now having said that, let's talk about the Bucks uh, a little bit here. I, and tell me where you're at on this one because I think people think I'm nuts, and I'm okay with that. Man, Jordan Wara, the more I watch this dude, reminds me of Jabari Parker a little bit. I mean, he's not overly athletic by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, he doesn't like to pass the basketball. He wants to be offense first regardless of what may be happening at that point. Doesn't really play a lot of defense. He he's very similar. He maybe you know maybe not as talented as Jabari, but the same type and style of player. Yeah, I I can see where you're coming from there for sure. And they're also about the same size. And I think people don't really realize how big Jordan Wara is when you watch him on TV versus watching him up close. That's another thing about being at summer league is you can exactly tell who is lying about their height on the NBA website and who isn't. No lying doubt. about their height. Yep. Uh, you know exactly how big guys are standing right up next to them. But yeah, this summer league, and I, I like the I like the Wara Parker comparison a little bit actually. But this summer league has basically been the let's give Jordan Wara on ball reps for the Bucks. That, that's all it is. And you got to take into account too when you're watching summer league or you're going to summer league, you're not rooting for the Bucks. Correct. You're watching players. Yep. Like you're rooting for players to look good in certain situations, and the Bucks have just force fed Wara, who's had I think. 28 shots two games ago, 26 the other day. Uh, they've just force-fed him the basketball on a team where they're asking him, yes, to play off-ball, but then to get a bunch of kind of secondary creator on-ball reps. And I think it's been really good for his development to get. I mean, when, when else is Jordan Wara against NBA-level, for the most part, competition, going to get 54 shot attempts in two games? Like, it's never going to happen. So better not. Really if that happens, that means, that means the, the, half the Bucks team is hurt. Exactly. If that happens, something really bad's happening Correct. in Milwaukee. Yes. But, uh, but yeah, it, it's been awesome to see him get so many on-ball reps, and that's exactly what Summer League's for, for players like that who are on the roster but are either bench guys or fringe roster guys to have the basketball in their hands and to improve uh, with their on-ball decision-making against really high-level competition. Let's talk about Mamu, the second-round pick uh, for the Bucks, who's on a two-way deal he showed some skills to me, man. I mean, I, I watched him play against Marquette, and he always carved Marquette up. Uh, but, I mean, his passing ability really stands out, I think, so far in this summer league. His athleticism, his ability to get up and get down the floor in transition, I think, stands out. Uh, what has stood out to you for him? The passing would be number one for me. Uh, his size, yes. Uh, his shooting, yes. But his passing would be number one. And it, it's high-level passing. It's not big-to-big passing. I remember watching uh, game one a few days ago, and I was – right behind the Bucks bench, and the Bucks were on my side of the floor. And Mamu uh, drove, I think had his back to the basket, and whipped a right-hand rifle skip pass uh, that I could barely see it was so fast, perfectly to the weak side corner shooter for a bucket. He is a high-level passer for his size. He can handle the basketball well, and uh, he's got the jumper to stay in the NBA. The question for me is pick-and-roll defense and lateral quickness. And I think he's answered it pretty well through a couple games watching him. But that, that's the question in the NBA, really, for a guy like Mamu. It's not offense. It's not passing. It's not touch. It's can you defend the pick and roll three times per possession, like just over and over again, can you defend a pick and roll? The other one, uh, the second or other second-round pick was the kid from Greece uh, who has the same agent as Giannis, who they used part of the mid-level exception on. 
uh, in order to get him a three-year deal, which is unheard of for a second-round pick in the NBA. Uh, they obviously must like him. I watched him the other night. I, I guess, obviously, I've never seen him play before. Uh, he's pretty athletic. Uh, he moves pretty well. I'm guessing he's a pretty good shooter. That's why they're giving him all this money. I didn't really see that necessarily watching him. What did you pick up on watching him? Yeah, Kalazikis, uh, Georgia's Kalazikis is interesting. He's played quite a bit at a pretty high level. Uh, he's played in the Greek League, and that, that's one of the better leagues in the world when you're talking about uh, worldwide basketball. He's a guy that actually has to improve his jumper to me to stay in the NBA and to be a successful NBA player. He is a little bit wild sometimes. like He's a little undisciplined sometimes and kind of gets himself into trouble by trying to do too much. He's definitely not a guy that's going to jump off you or jump out the page, uh, jump off the page at you athletically. He's not a guy that's going to have a highlight dunk that's going to look faster, more athletic than NBA players. But he's smart as a defender, I think, as a team defender. He can be really solid in the NBA. He gets fouled a lot. He's got good size for his position at six seven and with a little bit of length. He has moves to score off the dribble. Uh, he's not not necessarily a, a bad athlete by NBA standards. Just saying he's not a great one. But I think that that knockdown shooting is actually the next step for him. If he can become a knockdown three-point shooter, a guy that's shooting 40% from three for a season, that to me is where he can have staying power in the NBA. That surprises me because you give him a three-year deal, you would assume that he's a space creator for Giannis and that he can shoot the basketball. That was my thought. So if you're, giving him a, if you're giving him a three-year deal and he's got to work on his shot, that that to me... That's surprising. And again, I'm not, I mean, it's surprising yes and surprising no. He's got the same agent as Giannis. So, okay, fine, I'll do you a favor uh, or whatever the case may be in that situation. I guess I kind of get that. Uh, other things uh, that stood out to me a, a little bit, and, and I don't know him either. I, I think his name is Enoch. Is that is that the guy, the big uh, for the Bucs? Uh, he seemingly has had flashes defensively uh, on that side of the floor for the Bucs. Yeah, Stephen Enoch has, has looked pretty good. Through a couple games, for sure, he, he's he's flashed defensively. I'll tell you one thing. I want another guy. I want to mention uh, before I jump off is Theo Pinson, who maybe maybe hasn't flashed on the basketball court, but man, I've never seen a guy talk like he does. Like it is it is remarkable. And I, I would see it on NBA screens watching games, uh, watching him on the bench with the Knicks and the Nets. He is an excellent bench guy, but seeing him in person, like he was talking to the crowd. Like he never stops. Uh, he never stops talking, and it, it, it's good talk too. Like it's. It's talking on defense, but it's also uh, talking to the opposing bench, talking to the fans, like I said, uh, shaking his head at fans when he doesn't like a call that the refs made, and like there were Bucks fans by the time. Oh, so he's entertaining he's, like a globetrotter then. He, he, he's, he, he's unbelievable, man, to watch. He, he's absolutely hilarious. And if you watch him on the Knicks bench, I don't know if you saw any of his bench reactions this year with the Knicks. He's a dude that you want on the pine for you just to kind of bring the huh. energy up. I think that he'll he'll find a place in the NBA, continue to find a place in the NBA as that type of guy that maybe keeps signing minimum deals and just brings it in the locker room, in practice, and on the bench. Good stuff. Uh, talking uh, again with our guy, Asher Lowe, uh, Lockdown Wisconsin, uh, Lockdown Badgers podcast, I should say. He's been at the Summer League. What about Houston? What about the Rockets? I mean, they got three kids that are all showing out right now, and if I'm a Rockets fan, I'm jacked because the future looks bright for the Rockets. It really does. It really, really does. They were probably the most fun team, to be honest, to watch this week, and there's three reasons why. Jalen Green, Josh Christopher, and Alperin Sengun. And with Jalen Green, you have a guy that right now, already, coming into the league, first of all, played at the G League Ignite, right? So played against really high-level competition. Right. Got paid well. Compared to some of these other guys. And I can tell you right now that I could see a difference with guys that play G League Ignite basketball, and obviously those are top guys, right? Like Those are guys that are already at the top of their class, so there's a little bias there. But they already look a little bit different coming into this league, and I'm, I think it'll even out eventually for a guy like Cade uh, or, or a guy like Evan Mobley. But Kaminga, Green, they looked really ready to go on both ends in terms of the pace didn't seem like it was bothering them much. Uh, the one thing about Jalen Green that, that impressed me most is just his ability in tight spaces to, to find an inch, and then his shot-making once he gets that inch. Like, his elevation on the shot, uh, his step-back, his footwork, uh, his mechanics, uh, I didn't know he was that good of a shooter. Like, I knew he was that good of a space creator, but I didn't know he was that good of a shooter once he created that space. The one thing that was interesting about Jalen Green was in that game against Kate Cunningham, against the Pistons, which was probably the game of the week 
uh, to everybody watching at home and, and definitely the most hyped-up game was that they actually pressed Jalen a lot early, and he looked kind of rattled by it. He had a couple turnovers. Uh, they sped him up a little bit. And after that first quarter where he struggled, he really settled down, got used to the press, and kind of adjusted on the fly. And that was impressive to me. And then Josh Christopher, man, like, like he's, he's wild at times. He's out of control. Love him. Uh, but, but he's a highlight. And he's a uh, def- but he's a he's defender a too, man. I mean, he, he, he's had some pretty good on-ball defense throughout the summer league as well. He has. He has had some solid on-ball defense. And he's very good laterally on both ends, which is, I think, why uh, he can guard NBA guards on the ball pretty well. Uh, but yeah, in transition, he's dynamic. Uh, he's a solid shooter. Like I said, a bit out of control at times. He's going to have a ton of turnovers uh, in his first few years in the league. But uh, I like a lot about what he does on that end. And then Alperen Sengun has been the story of summer league for a lot of people. Yeah. i got to be honest, I love, I love international basketball. I love watching and scouting international basketball. i got to be honest, I'm not as high on him as maybe other people are. Why? And even after watching him this week, I'm not quite as high on him as other people are. But... There are things there already that are more advanced than basically anybody his age right now. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's get to why you don't like him. Why don't you like him? Well, that, that's, that, that, that's, that, that, that's going a little too far. But I think he's not a legit 6'9". He's probably 6'8". Even, he, he's Kate Cunningham's height. Like I want okay. to stand next to other. He's Kate Cunningham's height. That's the first thing. He doesn't have great size for his position. He is great at drawing fouls because his footwork is so dang good that he gets a step but he can't exactly finish once he gets that step explosively. Like, he's going to get hacked from behind instead of finishing that with a dunk. Sure. Once he gets that space with the footwork. So I don't think he's an elite-level athlete. I don't think he's great around the rim once he gets by you because I think people can recover to him pretty easily just given the level of athlete in the NBA. And I think he took advantage of guys uh, in the post that, that won't necessarily be NBA post defenders he's going to go up against. I think he'll struggle a little bit. Uh, this rookie year and struggle a lot more than he has in summer league. I think he's the type of guy that's really favored uh, or, or or is favored by the players he's playing against at summer league. Uh, and I think that that athleticism will catch up to him a little bit. Talking with Asher Lowe, Locked On uh, Badgers podcast. Make sure to check it out. Download that Odyssey app today. A U D A C Y. He's been out of the NBA summer league. Big NBA dork like myself, so it's fun talking hoops with him. Uh, two more players, both on the Atlanta Hawks. One, uh, the Wisconsin native, Jalen Johnson, who was one and done uh, at Duke. Uh, what did you think of him? Man, he is fun to watch in person, man. I, he had a put-back dunk yesterday that had my jaw on the floor. He, he's awesome athletically. Yes. Right? Like, he is awesome athletically. Uh, he hit a couple mid-range jumpers that I was pretty impressed with. His catch-and-shoot shot looks pretty smooth. I think for him it's when he's putting it on the deck trying to create. That's where he struggles most but I think that's all very fixable. I think he's an NBA player, and I think he's an NBA player that's here to stay, to be honest. I think he's going to have a role in this league and a pretty good one at that. Like I said, it's more about the consistency with the handle, uh, the kind of knowing what to do once he puts it on the deck, knowing what read to make, but the athleticism jumps out at you. The jumper looks really smooth on the catch and shoot, and his defense uh, was honestly better than I expected it to be, both on ball and as a team defender. So I, I loved watching him. One, one of the best athletes I watched all week. I will tell you that uh, for years I did a draft show uh, on draft night, myself and Mike Maxey uh, from Sports Boys, and we would do the draft show every year, and I would react to every pick. I remember when Charlie Villanueva got drafted by the Raptors, I killed the Raptors on the radio. I was like, dude, that he ain't worth being that high of a pick. He's overrated, blah, 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 blah. So I always have these emotional reactions based on what I think of guys. I... Could not believe on draft night, and we didn't do a draft show this year, but I could not believe on draft night at home watching this thing that Sharif Cooper was just sliding and sliding and sliding. And I'm sitting here at home going, what am I missing? Like, is he is he maybe not a good guy off the court? Maybe he's a locker room problem. But I love this kid, and the Hawks ended up getting him, and he's played well. Sharif Cooper has actually played better than numbers would show you because he's made – maybe 15 passes in two games that would have been assists in the NBA that his teammates either literally couldn't handle because they were such good passes, they weren't expecting them, or his teammates couldn't convert. He's the, he's the best pick-and-roll passer I saw all week. Yep. Like, bar none. Uh, unbelievable reads in the pick-and-roll as a passer. Obviously, his size, I think, is the thing that – because he's not 6'1". He's looking Correct. at 6'1". I can tell you right now, there's no way. He's probably 5'10", maybe 5'11 with the hair. But he, he is not a six-foot guard. He's shorter than that. 
But listen, for a guy his size, he was really impressive at the rim. Not afraid to initiate contact on the drive. Really good with both hands. Seamless. Like, you have no idea uh, what hand he is when he gets to the rim. Completely seamless left and right. And he has to be that way as a player of his size. But his shooting looks a lot better. I don't know if you watched him at Auburn much, but he kind of would almost lean back. Yes. Remember his jumper at Auburn? He would yes. almost, like, fade back. Yep. That, that kind of fading back is definitely way more refined. He looks a lot more vertical when he shoots that jumper. At least he did this week to me. He also, of course, hit a game-winner, which was a lot of fun. Hit a game-winning three in the corner at Cox Pavilion and had a battle with Tyrese Maxey yesterday that was the last game I watched that was probably the best game I watched. But, yeah, his passing is off the charts good and is going to make teammates a lot better, and he's going to get a lot more assists for it playing in the NBA versus playing in Summer League. I'll tell you what, too, his on-ball defense is not bad for a guy his size. Uh, like, his team defense, he's just limited because there's things he won't be able to do. He's not going to be able, once he gets beat, to really recover at all. Correct. Just given his size, his wingspan, whatever. Yep. Like, like, he's not going to be a guy that can make up for his mistakes defensively just because of his body type. But his on-ball defense was impressive to me this week. There's a lot to like. And, yeah, 48 overall is pretty ridiculous. You should have on your profile NBA draft, Nick. That, that's what you should have on your profile on Twitter. You don't, but you should, because that was some of the best basketball analysis in this last segment that I've uh, I've heard in quite a while. Asher Lowe, follow him on Twitter as well, Locked on uh, Badgers podcast. Asher, appreciate it so much, man. That was a lot of fun. Thanks. Of course. Take Thank care. You. you betcha. There he is, Asher Lowe on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. Applying for a home renovation loan as you're feeling anxious, breathe. Want the Great Midwest Bank to experience a state of tranquility. Get started at greatmidwestbank.com. Romney Makloff is here waiting to talk. We will get to him coming up in the next segment. Let me tell you about my friends over at Young Express. Have you ever thought about becoming your own boss? Now is the time. We're talking about one of the nation's leading expedited freight companies since 1991. That was my guys over at Young Express. Why Young Express? Well, they have a 24-7 dispatch team. Extremely dedicated. Take it very personal to keep drivers moving. You're not moving. You're not making any money. You can also mix it up local, regionally, or nationwide. The farther you drive, the more money you'll make. But you can still make a good living, even if you decide to go the local route, without question. With minimal investment in your own vehicle, Young Express will provide you all the training necessary for you to become a successful transporter of expedited freight. 99% no-touch freight. The freight is loaded and offloaded for you, so all you have to do is drive. Looking for full-time independent contractors? Join the Young Express team today. You can find them at youngexpress.com. That's J-U-N-G express.com. Young Express. Success. Drives them. Sparky's Midday Madness on 1250 AM. The Fan. This segment brought to you by Jim Dandy. South 27th Street in Oak Creek. Enjoy the best fish fry Fridays. Two dollar uh, Best fish fry on Fridays. That's tonight. Plus on Tuesdays, $2.50 tacos. $17.95 prime rib dinners on Wednesdays. And then on Mondays, all you can eat ribs every Monday at Jim Dandy's Grill. And I was like, I was telling uh, Rami yesterday, tomahawk steaks, baby. JimDandy'sGrill.com. New ownership, remodeled the entire inside. New menu, new food, delicious. JimDandy'sGrill.com. Uh, They've done an outstanding job over there. And they do a lot of stuff in the community and with charities and stuff. Um, they just do a phenomenal job. Uh, okay. I, I got to bring you up to speed on something, Rami. Me? Uh, yeah, Rami show's coming up here at three. I'm always up to speed. I, I We are always late for your show. Yes. Because um, we talk. to be again. Long. Yes, because now I have something I want to play leading into your How show. How long is this thing you want to play? Five minutes. Five minutes? It's 256. It, it'll make you a better person. What is this? But I'll play it, and then we'll, we, can go to, well, we can go to break. Well, what is it? Um, and you may have seen it, but I think everybody should see it. Did you see the video circulating around social media the last couple of days? Ernie Johnson talking to the Alabama football team at Nick Saban's request. No, I've, it's come across my timeline a few times while I'm on the air. It's amazing. Obviously, I can't watch it. it it's amazing. I'm so I'm, I'm going to play it here on, on the way out, and then I'll give you time to get in here, get set up, and do all your stuff. So and then when it's done, we'll just go into your show. Okay, so no, Does that no work? real crosstalk? You just, okay. Oh, we can do crosstalk here, just what's coming up. and Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. Let me just, uh, Ryan Horvath. Our guy. We had him on earlier today as Why well. Why is he on every show now on Fridays? He was on my show on Fridays first. Now calm, he's on every show on calm, Fridays. Calm down. Our guy, Ken Barkley, was off, uh-huh. so they gave us Horvat as a fill-in. You couldn't find anybody so else? That's, the whole Bet MGM network? Talk to Plucker. steal my guests? Talk to Dan Plucker. I don't Anyways. know. Plucker, could you not find anybody other than Ryan Horvat uh, to come on the air? He is the only other person from mm. Bet MGM and BedQL that I have in my phone. So, I just so he'll get Quinn and Mayo's <laughs> number, and we'll try and get Quinn and Mayo on the next time. We could talk about DC sports. It's a popular thing to do in Milwaukee. Okay, uh, go ahead. Andy Herman, 
from the Pack a Day podcast. He'll join us at four thirty. We'll talk some preseason. He's really good. And uh, Mirren Fader, author of Giannis: The Improbable Rise of an NBA MVP. She's going to join me at five thirty. Did you read the excerpt that I tweeted out from the book today, talking about Giannis and his brothers? No. In their childhood in Greece. No. I I teared up. Was it on Twitter it. much today? To be honest it's with you, re- it's a very it's a really touching bond and relationship that those dudes have. It's not. I know, you know, brothers always have some kind of bond, but... Yeah, you, didn't you stab yours with a fork? Out of love, man. Out yeah, of love. he did. <laughs> Plucker just looked around like, really? No, it's a true story. He did. Stabbed his brother with a fork. See, you think I... I, I don't forget certain things See, about you, Rami. I have a lot you, of stuff just, on you. You don't give any context, dude, and then you're just going to go play this interview well, this is without nice. getting any context. Go ahead. You know? No, no. Now we don't have time. I just... Now I'm, I'm I just thought a of psycho. you the other day. I'm hey. just a psycho who stabbed my brother with a fork, you know? That's about right. <laughs> but I, I saw a video the other day, and I thought of you real quick. Uh, <laughs> there was a video online circulating, a social video, that this chick had an apple on top of her head. And this other chick was going to knock the apple off of her friend's head uh-huh. and knock this chick square in the face nice. with her foot. Boom. Knocked her out. And I thought about you kicking your buddy Pete in the face. I, it wasn't Pete. It was, was it uh, Pete? His, no, that no, was his buddy. His friend Matt. Yeah, Matt. My friend Matt. Yeah, which nobody still believes to this day that actually happened. But, I don't care. But either I way. I do it for y'all to believe me. I did that's a really athletic move if you did it. Though. I did. I'm yeah. not. I don't, but I don't need to prove anything to anybody. And out of no. the gates, uh, I want to know, are you actually interested in the preseason this year? That's what's coming up on the Rami show this afternoon. Did you, uh, I didn't hear any Field of Dreams. We did like our whole show on Field of Dreams. Oh, you know what? Night. I did want to bring up Field of Dreams. We talked about it most of the show. Really? Show. Yeah, here. Here's the rundown. We did Seriously? pretty much the whole show. Pretty much the whole show. I mean, okay. It was amazing. It was, the ending it was, was so cool. It was the, the intro. Sure you want to play the Ernie Johnson thing? The, it's already- this episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 